The Data Possible podcast is brought to you by Discovery Data. For more information about Discovery Data, please visit discoverydata.com. Welcome to the Data Possible podcast, brought to you by Discovery Data. The Data Possible podcast examines how data fuels your sales, marketing, and recruiting teams to achieve success. Our goal is to provide you with tools, techniques, and best practices to help you close more deals, find new opportunities, and recruit better people and partners. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Data Possible podcast presented by Discovery Data. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. And today, we're lucky enough to have Mark Bruno with us, who's the Managing Director of Wealth Management at Informa. Welcome, Mark. Doug, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You've been very busy. You've joined Informa and wealthmanagement.com, and you recently released a platform called RIA Edge. Tell us a little bit about it and why it was created. Yeah, I appreciate that and appreciate the opportunity to talk about RIA Edge. Um, Actually, I think about a year and a half ago when I was on this podcast, I was at Echelon Partners and was working with a lot of companies that were large RIAs, you have billion dollars in assets under management and up. Um, And it gave me a really good opportunity to get some direct exposure to the challenges that they had. Um, And they were all good challenges, right? They were growing at a really incredible, really rapid rate. But you know, they were trying to figure out what types of roles do I need? What do I need to invest in from a technology and an operational standpoint? Um, and it was really you know, all over the place what their needs were and ultimately what you, know, you could do to sort of address or answer some of their questions. So when the opportunity in Forma came up, it was very attractive to come over and start you know, to not only bring our events and our media businesses closer together, but some new uh, businesses and some new platforms for the RIA plus communities, what I would call it, so the billion dollar plus firms. Um, and RIA Edge, it is a dedicated website on wealthmanagement.com. Um, it has not only content for RAs, but it has rankings that we worked with Discovery Data, thank you very much, uh, to develop yeah, and also identify the firms that are growing the fastest. Um, so we have a podcast, RIA Edge. We do some workshops around M&A and valuation. We just launched a newsletter for RIA Edge, and we will be hosting an event, uh, Wealth Management Edge, with the RIA Edge executive track right after Memorial Day, May 31st um, in Florida. So very specific offering for C-suite at the largest and fastest growing RIA firms. And we are focused on one thing and one thing only, helping you figure out how to continue your growth. You got a lot of, you got a lot done really quickly. So congratulations. So let's talk a little bit more about the rankings. What criteria are you ranking on? What trends have you seen from firms on the list? And how did discovery data play a part in that? Yeah, I mean, Discovery was great. Um, fantastic team to just help us figure out, you know, when you have 37,000 RIAs um, and you really want to identify the firms that are what we consider to be sort of pure play RIAs in our space, you have to be really you know, specific with you know, how you're defining them. You know, so we looked at firms that you know, had a very specific focus on financial planning, wealth management services. We also looked at firms that had very high concentration of uh, clients that were high net worth individuals. Um, and that very quickly kind of gets your 37,000 down to, let's call it, you know, nine, 10,000 firms that you and I would recognize to be true or pure, you know, RIAs and not just investment advisors um, who are just sort of registered, right, um, with the SEC. Um, within that, we looked at the firms that were growing the fastest over the last three years. Uh, we looked at their assets under management. We looked at some of their clients um, and ultimately identified firms that are growing the fastest at an industry level, right? Based on AUM. Um, and we segmented out about eight different bands. We also looked at the fastest growing firms at a state level. 
because we want to make sure that we're you know, not just thinking about size, right, but what role sort of geography might play in growth and where there is sort of a growing interest and need in wealth management and independent advice. And then the last piece, we also created a set of rankings looking at the fastest growing women-owned firms. Um, that's something that we are very interested in learning more about. Um, not only what are they doing to drive growth and success, but we do want to make sure that we're featuring and shining a light on those firms that, you know, while they may be a small portion of the overall industry, they're doing some really excellent things. And we want to make sure that we acknowledge that. So it was a uh, labor of love. Couldn't have done it without the discovery data team. Took several months, but we were really excited to get the rankings out right before the holidays in December. And so far, we've gotten some really great feedback um, from our community. And we're learning more and more every day. I've done podcast interviews with, I'd say, about a dozen of the firms that are on the rankings over the last couple of months. And it's just amazing. If you've met one RIA, you have met one RIA. <laughs> and every story is incredibly unique. And I learned something from every interview. Now, that said, if you've met one RIA, you've met one. What are some of these firms doing to drive the best growth rates in the industry? Yeah, so I think there are probably two camps. I would look at it in you know, organic growth you know, versus inorganic growth. Um, on you know, the M&A side, that is definitely driven for the firms that are at the top of the list. Uh, a lot of growth in raw assets. Um, and not it's not surprising. I mean, we just saw you know, Echelon, my old firm, came out with their 2021 deal report the other day, and there were 300 plus deals that took place last year. Um, there were 200 plus deals that took place the year before that. So over the last few years, we've seen nothing but incredible levels of M&A activity. So for the firms, the largest firms, the ones that are at the top of the top here, M&A has been you know, one of the primary drivers. You know, for the firms that are in sort of that sweet spot, that 250 million to 750 million and are growing, you know, they're growing through you know, a mix of you know, good marketing, a uh, mix of really smart business development. Um, and, I, and I would say, you know, over the last couple of years, the, the, the industry essentially went virtual overnight, right? Once COVID hit back in March, 2020. So a lot of firms had an opportunity to figure out how to do real digital marketing for the first time. Um, some figured it out, a lot didn't. Um, and just sort of this new way of identifying opportunity, engaging with clients digitally, right? And gaining a trust in a digital environment has led some firms to sort of crack the code right, and really figure out how important, how to do digital marketing and how important it can be to just sort of the, the future growth of your firm. So it's a mix of things, but the ones that are doing it really well have done M&A really, really well and often, I should say. Um, and the ones that are growing you know, organically have really started to figure out how to do true you know, digital marketing. Discovery Data empowers you to trust your decisions and your data. As your strategic go-to-market partner, we improve the impact of your data-driven sales, marketing, and recruiting to increase win rates and accelerate growth. Visit us at discoverydata.com to learn more. Just because some of these firms are growing and being very successful doesn't mean that there's challenges that they're not seeing. So looking at it, what are some of the challenges you're seeing and what are they doing to combat those challenges? Uh, number one challenge, I would say, is just the, the human capital side of things. Um, you know, we know that, you know, the industry has, you know, a talent shortage to some extent. Um, and it's not just the, the classic sort of story about, you know, the succession planning crisis. Um, I actually even really know that there is this sort of succession planning crisis that we've been talking about for years, but there, 
is a short supply of new talent that's coming into the space. Um, and I've heard a lot of companies that have done M&A over the last couple of years, and a lot of them say the same thing. It's easier to acquire talent than it is to hire talent right now. And when you think about a firm that was 500 million in assets just three years ago and is a billion dollars today, they need more. Um, they need more capacity. They need different skill sets, especially I mentioned you know, the digital marketing piece. There's also just the client experience piece, not just acquiring clients. It's how do you interact with them right, from a digital perspective? So I think the biggest challenge right now in our space, even for the most successful firms, is understanding what are the roles that you need to support the growth you've had and continue to grow. And then two, identifying the right talent and the right individuals to help you get where you need to be. Why is it important to create and focus more content on this community of the large and fast growing RIAs? That is a very good question. Um, and I mentioned before, obviously, you know, 37,000 RIAs, but really the, th the firms that have a billion in assets under management and up, they're give or take, you know, a thousand to 1500 of those, depending on, you know, the week that we're in. Um, and, you know, those firms are probably responsible for somewhere in the neighborhood of 80% of all RIA assets, right? Maybe even you know, 90% of the revenues and the profits that are in the space. Um, and when we looked at actually with the rankings, you know, there are about 600, just under 700 firms that are, you know, in all of our rankings across the three lanes I mentioned before. Over the last three years, they grew, you know, by a combined 300 billion in assets under management. Um, and you look at that audience and just the concentrated influence that they have, there's such a massive need for them to learn. Um, and it's a community too. They love learning from each other. I don't find that RAs are hyper-competitive with one another. There's a certain level of altruism there. Um, so we see an opportunity to help connect them. Um, and we also just see an opportunity to have really personal one-to-one -one conversations where you know this space as well as anybody. People are still doing study groups, right? They may run a $4 billion RIA, um, but they're getting together, you know, even you know, in this sort of bizarre COVID world that we're living in now, just to kind of talk through, hey, how did you sort of figure out how to convert more of your you know, tax planning clients into you know, broader wealth management clients, for example? Um, so we're still seeing all these organizational needs. We're still seeing all these growth needs, um, but we're also seeing this incredible need to connect these firms that are only getting larger and larger, and the influence is be only becoming more and more concentrated. A super study group. I like it. A so super study group. Yeah. A meta uh, study group. Exactly. Uh, I'm not sure you want to use meta today. Um, has, there <laughs> any, has there been anything that surprised you throughout this process of creating the platform? Um, you know, I think probably a few things. The first one that comes to mind, though, is just how interested and how open people are to learning. Um, these are firms that are so unbelievably successful right, in many ways. Um, but there seems to be this consistent commitment to learning and growing. Um, they're not afraid to share, you know, when they've made mistakes, um, and not just with me on my podcast, but with each other. Um, so it's this really interesting community of people who've been incredibly successful, who aren't necessarily competing head to head for, you know, clients, but are willing to contribute ideas, real experiences, right. And help each other in a way that, I never really saw before. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're lucky to be in a space like that, especially when you're in the information business, because, you know, people want to be informed, people want to be connected. And especially over the last couple of years when we haven't been able to get together, I think there's more of an appetite than I've ever seen for, you know, people to get in a room, have a face-to-face -face conversation, 
not just a 30 minute you know, time block on teams or zoom. And then you run to the next teams or zoom, right. But let's talk about all the things that we've learned over the last couple of years and all the things we'd like to accomplish over the next several years and how we can sort of teach each other and obviously help each other get even better at what we do. It's really important for people to reinvest in their business. And this is a great way to do that. So how can smaller or mid-sized firms learn from this and accelerate their growth? Yeah, I think the smaller firms, um, they're not going to be able to do the, the M&A, for example, that some of the you know, $10 billion plus firms have done over the last several years. Um, and it's interesting because the largest of the large, they're not even really you know, what I would consider to be sort of true RIAs. They're really more platforms at this stage. They become emerging institutions in a lot of ways. Um, so if I'm a smaller RIA, I would look at the personnel and the hiring decisions. I would look at the organizational design right, that some of these firms now have in place to start thinking about if I'm 250 million and I want to get to a billion, right, what does that life cycle look like? And if I only have five or six employees at my firm and they're primarily you know, advisors right now who are working with 70 to 100 clients each, what do I need to do right, to get to the point where I'm able to take on another 200 clients at a firm level without completely uh, locking or or completely consuming all of my advisors time. Um, And so they can't do other things like business development or sit and work with clients. So really more than anything, I kind of think of if I'm a smaller RIA, what do I want to learn from the largest and the fastest growing? How'd you get there? Um, And if you didn't do it just by rainmaking and you did it through sort of strategic organizational design, strategic hiring, and there was a certain process that you put in place, not just for acquiring clients. Growth isn't just about acquiring clients, right? It's obviously about retaining your existing clients, but continuously delivering an amazing experience to them too. Um, So, you know, how did you set your firm up for success from a personnel standpoint? And how do you continue to sort of evolve, right? um, Your org chart so that you're constantly growing, constantly getting better, and you have capacity to take on even more growth if that's what you're inclined to do. Mark, this is great thinking, super work. Can everybody access this and interact with it at uh, wealthmanagement.com? Yes. The website itself is wmriaedge.com and anybody can access the rankings uh, that we have on the website. So if uh, I didn't give props to Discovery enough, I I should just end by saying, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do this without the Discovery team. It wasn't just publishing a list on the site and moving on, we actually launched an entire website that's committed to highlighting this. So thank you to the entire Discovery team for making not just the list, but the the platform possible. Data makes everything possible at Discovery. So thanks for joining us, Mark. Uh, Thanks for having me, Doug. I appreciate it. For everyone at Discovery Data and the Data Possible podcast team, we thank you for joining us. The Data Possible podcast is brought to you by Discovery Data. For more information about Discovery Data, please visit discoverydata.com.